So when is a taper not a taper? Well, when you're in Europe. Over there, it's a recalibration. We'll look at the latest semantics from the ECB and also what they did today. Plus, why there's a bit more caution again in the markets. US shares are well down, for example. China's answer to rising oil prices. What it'll take to move the Aussie dollar and the numbers to look out for at the end of this week. It is Friday, the 10th of September, 2021. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, the US dollar that was up yesterday is down today. It's fallen half a percent on the Japanese yen and the Swiss franc. The Aussie marginally up to 73.7 US cents, but a half percent rise in sterling despite that tax hike that we talked about yesterday, although the FTSE 100 is down 1%. And US stocks are slipping too. The Dow down 0.3%, the S&P 500 down 0.4%. US 10-year treasuries down another four basis points to 1.3%. Yields down across Europe as well, quite significantly, eight point off 10 years in Italy, 10 down in Greece, 5 in France, 4 in Germany, and uh, yields down in Australia and New Zealand as well. And oil has switched direction, a 1.9% fall in WTI, almost as much for Brent. WTI sitting below $68 a barrel now. So it is a very different day to yesterday. Let's see what's going on with Gavin Friend from NAB in London. Uh, it is mixed, isn't it, uh, today, Gavin? What's your take on it? Yeah, morning, Phil. Yeah, I, well, I think the price action on Thursday in the US... It was sort of intermittent attempts to see equities and sort of risk appetite rise, but it dropped back and uh, those those equity markets have ended lower. I think it tells you a lot about the broader market mood. You know, we talked yesterday about the Delta impact on China, broader Asia, the US, you know, the slowing employment numbers there, as well as, you know, the China regulatory crackdown and a nascent fear that supply constraints you know, around the world will be, will, be, will be with us for, you know, potentially um, a lot longer. I mean, those fears, we said, would, you know, won't shift easily. They'll wax and wane on the day. Testament to uh, that, so this sort of funk hanging over the market. There was a spot of good news in the US with the labour market numbers, yes. the weekly jobless claims. Yes, those they- initial jobless claims actually fell, didn't they? 320,000 new claims last week, down from 345,000 the week before. So this this is a new pandemic low, but it's, I mean, even though that's a good number, it's, it's still yeah. slow going. Yeah, that's right. Down, the market was looking for 335. It's not clear why the sudden drop. I mean, it could be that some potential um, claimants were unable to do so due to Hurricane Ida, you know, falsely sort of depressing the number. But either way, markets were inclined to see this good news as something that might trigger or speed up a Fed taper. We, we doubt that. The information here from, for, for job creation is minimal. Actually, you, you, you could make the argument that, that for claims to continue to trend lower, as employees fearing they won't be able to hire in this market you know, with supply shortage, hanging on to staff, not wanting to let them go. Anyway, on the day, the news was not equity and risk market supportive. Bond yields also, as you mentioned, falling around four basis points pretty much across the uh, curve. Well, there's, there's all, all of that concern is still around, isn't it? Because we had Dr. Fauci today saying that uh, they needed to get the infection number below 10,000 before you'd start to feel comfortable. So he's saying it's still a public health threat. Uh, and, uh, you know, he said it's not even moderately good control right now. So, I mean, they, you know, because the, they're, they're a long way off 10,000. The, the seven-day average at the moment is uh, slightly back on the rise at 150. 
51,000 a day. So uh, you've got that. And then airlines reporting big drops in uh, in ticket sales. So I looked at Flight Radar, their real-time stats. The seven-day moving average for commercial flights right now is still 19% lo- below where it was in 2019 at this time of the year. And the gap hasn't shown any sign of narrowing for, the, for months now. And then we have Kaplan uh, still there in the Fed uh, saying, that, you know, despite all this, we should be tapering this month because QE is not going to do anything to fix those supply constraints, he's been saying. Mm. Well, I think the answer on the, on the Delta is, is more vaccinations, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, the UK uh, has, has led the way there. Europe, you know, now 70% of adults uh, vaccinated um, and seemingly, touch wood, not really being affected by you know what we're seeing in China and our broader Asia and the US to that extent, you know the European economies are you know in reasonably fine fettle and um, you know not not we're not seeing any signs of renewed lockdowns. We're not seeing uh, people not wanting to travel. Um, you know activities is, is is doing well there. So I think that's you know becoming the model really for for, for, for the US to, to, to follow. Yeah, and that explains, doesn't it, the not unexpected moves by the ECB today with the announcement that they're going to slow the rate of its purchases under the uh, pandemic stimulus program. Yeah, I mean, as we said yesterday, I mean we had no hesitation in believing that they would they would dial back on the pace of buying in Q4, given the sustained improvement in the eurozone economy and the fact that. You know, this has been in no small part due to the rapid take-up of the, of the vaccinations. You know, cue what we've just said. Listeners may recall it was Europe's vaccine missteps back in, what, sort of February, March, really, that triggered the ECB to step up the pace in the first place. Um, you know, so, you know, with a, a procession of sort of economic upgrades we've seen from the ECB in the sort of recent months, the ECB, we think, has been too gloomy, too gloomy on growth and on, and on inflation, as it turns out. So, Growth forecasts, forecasts are now up, up again for, for this year to 5% from 4.6, 4.6 for, this, for next year. That, that, that shows Europe catching up with uh, the US in the run rate as, as we go through this year. And, and obviously, as we've said before, you know, they're, they're expected to grow faster than the US next year. Inflation, currently, the headline at 3% is forecast at 2.2% for 2021, dropping back to 1.7% next year and then 1.5%. So, you know, the ECB is still saying that the rise in inflation, like the Fed, is temporary, but ECB President Lagarde talked of pass-through risks, so-called second-round effects leading through to wages. I mean, this is now part of the, of, the, of the central risk assessment. It's not just about growth. What does it all mean? Well, you know, to your point, and I think, as we said yesterday, Lagarde was never going to slow um, or, or call the slowdown in the asset purchases a taper. Mm. She called the it calibration. a recalibration. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. <laughs> the reason for this is unlike the Fed, the Bank of England and other central banks, you know, who plan to taper their asset purchases at some point, you know, all the way down to no new buying other than sort of reinvestment of the maturing uh, deals. The ECB plans to phase out the PEP plan, the emergency plan, in March, we'll learn about that at the December they've meeting. Still rendezvous got, for they've then. still got their asset and, purchase and, 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 program going on, though, haven't they? I mean, that's still taking along twenty yeah. billion euros a month, and there's uh, indeed and that's no indeed. trouble with so that and presumably no hike until you know the hike could be a long way off on that basis. And so, and so that's the point. They'll phase out the PEP. They'll carry on with the APP, the asset purchase scheme, potentially with a higher amount than, than, than the twenty billion you mentioned now. And this goes on 
uh, until inflation hits the 2% target. So, you know, they, they don't really see it as a taper. What, I, what we would say is the higher inflation and now second round effects, make, there's, no, there's no guarantee on that. The hawks and the centrists on the ECB, you know, there's no guarantee that they, they'll, they'll up the APP announce. Um, you know, they're, they're concerned about second round effects and um, direct monetary financing, which is illegal in Europe. So it's still possible that through 2020, 2022, the Fed buys more assets through QE programs than the ECB. Right. Well, let's look at China. Inflation fell a little in August, just 0.1% month on month. But then PPI was higher than expected. Now, normally you might have expected that the Aussie dollar might have uh, moved on news from China, but it hardly moved at all. Maybe one cancelled out the other, perhaps. No, I mean, so producer price is coming in high. I mean, I think, you know, you know that that reflects the constraint supply of some sort of raw materials and the, the ongoing sort of, you know, bottlenecks and supply disruptions from things like transport and what have you. Um Lower inflation, lower CPI reflects, I think, the um, the Delta outbreak that we saw that, that we've seen really kind of, you know, kick up mm. in uh, in July and August. Um, it, it does. The combination does point to a margin squeeze yes. for producers there. Um, so you know, we'll, we'll we'll have to watch that. But there's no. No real sign of uh, of inflation no. being passed on. All right. Stage. Well, uh, we had weekly payroll numbers for Australia yesterday down as expected, but maybe not for too long because October the 11th is when we hope to hit that 70% target, which Gladys Berezikian is saying in New South Wales will mean uh, if you've had both jabs, you can go shopping, you can get a haircut, you can eat out. Life is going to... Uh, go back to normal by then so that's something to hang out out for but in the meantime yeah people are still losing their jobs yeah that's just a month away isn't it so yeah that's right the uh, so the abs payroll jobs uh, fell 0.7 percent in the two weeks of the 14th of august i mean the largest falls were in new south wales down 1.2 percent queensland down one percent act down 0.7 victoria down 0.6 i mean payroll jobs in new south wales have now fallen by well almost eight and a half percent since the lockdowns began on the 26th of june similar to that seen during the first stage of the pandemic back in March 2020. Um, further falls, we think, are likely, you know, for Victoria, given, you know, it only sort of re-entered its lockdown in uh, early August the 5th. Um, I mean, we think jobs will rebound uh, rapidly as the lockdowns ease. I mean, they rose 1.5% in South Australia after, um, you know, rebounding from a late July lockdown and were broadly stable in Northern Territory and Western Australia. So, you know, the relative strength seen in the states that are not in lockdown was also reflected in sort of better better job advertisements in sort of areas such as, you know, Tasmania and Northern Territory, South Australia and Western Australia. So there, there is optimism to think that, you know, once, as soon as we get to that you know, end of lockdown, these things will rebound. Yeah, the light is certainly there, isn't it? We can see it uh, getting closer. Look, oil down today. I wonder if China had much to do with this because uh, they're worried about rising commodity prices. They announced that they are going to release oil from their own reserves to sell on their domestic market to keep prices down. So has that kept prices down internationally? Is that what... Uh, we actually don't know how much they're going to sell. And we actually also don't know how much they have. So it's pretty difficult to tell what effect it's going to have. And very quickly, what about the pound today? Because we had... Uh, it's actually one of the biggest rises. We also had a fall in the FTSE. Uh, so I'm just wondering what uh, what's driving that. You're right. I mean, the dollar was a little bit weaker, um, but the pound does seem to have outperformed. I mean, it's difficult to say on the day, um, and especially after what we said yesterday you know, regarding the, the risks that the, government, the UK government seems to be taking 
working with this tax rise. Of course, that tax rise, tax rise doesn't come until next April. So there's, a, there's, there's the delay effect here. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, um, it, it, it may well be that the comments that we, we talked about again yesterday about the Bank of England, um, you know, pretty hawkish, pretty hawkish comments um, suggesting that a rate rise might not be too far away. Of course, the counter to that is that we said that the bank will now have to think about those tax rises. So we suspect that that will you know, get paired back. But um, until we hear the bank commenting... You know, you have the pound picking up because of uh, hawkish tones. Yeah, all right. We get uh, the monthly GDP for July for the UK as well today and industrial production and New Zealand credit card spending. We also get Canadian unemployment and US PPI later on. Want to comment on those very quickly before we go? Yeah, just the credit card spending in, in in August from New Zealand will be important because it will help gauge the degree of the hit the economy faced from the lockdowns that began, what, 17th, 18th of August. Um, you know, credit card spending rose, what, point, uh, 0.6, I think, in July uh, on retail and by 0.9 uh, in total. So people will be going to their DIY store. We know that for sure. That's what people do in lockdown, isn't it? Uh, look, we'll catch, we'll catch you. Everyone's house is getting much nicer. Uh, we'll catch you again very soon. Thanks, Gavin. See you next week. Cheers, Phil. And that's it for this week. It, it is almost the weekend, just in case one day is starting to seem like the next. It's the weekend coming up. I'm Phil Dobby for now. Back again on Monday morning. See you then. 